lies isn't like strategic he's not like a no you're right i don't think he's a pathological liar because i feel I like that's what it was it was when oh. it's, there's no point but i could be wrong oh, that's just okay see i thought a pathological liar was like you like had a plan the whole time but i feel like it might just be a sociopath okay yeah, maybe you're a pathological liar if you're lying with no like long-term like objective right, I, I just i can't stop i just lie yeah i remember being in high school with a guy who's just like he just like had an english accent kind mm-hmm. of and then it was like He's like, I'm from England. And I was like, oh, this guy's not from England. And also, none of these other pieces of information he's given us are true. But none of them are impressive. Yeah. He's not lying well. I had a kid in high school who would just be like, I, I backflipped off my roof. And he'd be like, I don't, I don't think you did. And like, <laughs> we weren't even, we were talking about baseball. Like, where did this come from? You know? Like, you were just in clearly wanted... Uh, he wanted to join our band. He successfully joined our band <laughs> with that with the anecdote well, about, the, the, about thing, the backflip. But he wrote lyrics to show us he could like write Fair lyrics. Enough. And All what right. he did was he transcribed Simple Plan lyrics, a song that already existed by a band, a punk band called Simple Plan, oh. and uh, or some forty one. I don't remember. But then he wrote he like transcribed the lyrics and handed it to us like he wrote it. And then you guys are like, like, we listen to the same music as you. We've heard this. <laughs> but like, it wasn't like, <laughs> but he then took some deep cut. He literally chose like a super poppy song. I don't get it. How did you let him in the band after that? I, he wasn't singing. It was uh, like, he was trying out. That wasn't his job. It was like, you that, can play guitar if you want. Wasn't that his, his submission to the band though? Unsolicited. He was just like, hey, look at this thing I did. And we're like, yeah, we know you want to be in the band, man. We're and figuring it out. And then you're like, we realize that you plagiarized this, but we're just going to let you in anyway. And nah, give I was you independent. A non-creative role. <laughs> Weird. I, it had nothing to do with him getting into or not getting into the band. It should have. It should have had a lot to do with it. Well, we didn't ask for it. It was <laughs> a lie. But also, it was a lie that didn't affect his ability to play guitar. I guess. I, I guess he's know. a great guitar. But I always but... thought maybe he was a pathological liar of sorts. I like the kid. Very, very nice kid in a lot of ways. I guess I never assume bands are just made up of like the best musicians because they have to just be people who live near each other. Well, that's what's crazy is when you're like the Beatles, the best band ever. It's like they're just a bunch of people that live near each other and played music. Right. Like what are the odds that the, the they just ended up? Because like professional basketball teams are the best people. It's not just like right. The Cleveland Bulls in gets the 90s. them from everywhere to make a team. It wasn't. Yeah, it's not just a group of friends who were like, "I think we could be the Bulls," right. and then they they did that. I mean, that'd be great if every city had to pre- like you had to play, be from that city. Yeah, I mean that's why like nation like comp- national competitions fun is it's like oh they're you know they're from here. Which like Olympic competition? Oh yeah, or like World yeah, Cup yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, anyway. We're not here to talk about the Olympics, are we, Adam? No, what are we here to talk about? Uh, that's that's your job. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, well, uh, I had a, a little question. Um, it was about... Uh, so the other day I was walking... There's no natural way to ask you what the Little House on the Prairie was or what that was about. All right, yeah. it's. Uh, <laughs> and I was going to go for it, but... Now you... I, I, I pitched this idea, and you said, who's Laura Ingalls Wilder? And I said, hey. You're also mumbling it. Now that you say it clearly, uh, I still have no idea. 
Uh, so, Related to Jean? Uh, no, could have been the mother. There's no corduroy. No way to know. I see. Free association. Go ahead. <laughs> It's been a well, while I'm, since uh, we've reviewed that court case. I'm going to start charging for it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder, she writes, a, she writes a series of books in the 30s. Okay. And then my mother reads them all to me in the 90s. And this is... This, this is, is start- part of her plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. all, I think... So, yeah. I, I, there's nine books. Mm. Um, and... I think when my mom, my mom read all nine of them to me. How are they titled? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine? No. Or the fun names. Do you remember any of the names? Yes. So, little, the first book is Little House in the Big Woods. Oh. Not Little House on the Prairie. Mm-hmm. I think that was number two. So, this was, the number two was about deforestation? Uh, the woods became a, a, a prairie? Well, they started in Wisconsin. So, the Big Woods are in Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, so there's some Wisconsin roots. I think when my mom was reading the, to me originally, I just assumed it was like someone we were related to or something. You had no context for why she would read to you at night unless it was... <laughs> well, I like... Because I was like six and uh-huh. I was like, oh, this is from Wisconsin. And it didn't seem that good. It didn't seem like an important story. Oh, that's fun. So, so I, I think I was just like, this must be like a family friend. <laughs> was that Was it your house that has a bunch of photos up? And we were over there and we're like, oh, is this a bunch of family? And your parents are like, oh, no, they're just like old photos of old people. And we're like, you're not related to them at all? I'm pretty sure your parents just have photos of old people up. I think my parents are fucking with you. We have (laughs) old photos of our family. In the the, the living room there? Yeah. Are you picturing the one with the wood frame where there's a a black and white man? He's white, but he's um, there's behind him is black and he's got a big white beard. Uh Picturing that guy? I don't have a guy in mind, but I, I remember I remember being very confused. <laughs> I don't think... I think I would have noticed if All we right. had... Why'd you tell your parents to fuck with me? How'd they know to do that? Was it my mom or my dad? I don't like dad? that people just know to fuck with me. My dad would fuck with you. Okay. My mom would not fuck with you. No, I don't think it was... We've got a, we've got a picture of... It was a, it was a guy in a, with a gun and a dog, maybe? Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Okay. <laughs> really? It's just... <laughs> Yeah, the guy with the dog. I don't know what he's there for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good point. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> it's also, that's not even like a porch. I have a passive aggressive text I got to delete before I send <laughs> to your parents. No, you're, you're correct. We've got a, we've got a, like a weird translucent kind of photo <laughs> on the yeah, wall. Yeah, it looks like he's like disappearing a little bit. I like think it's so old. It looks like we got it out of like a, like a 70s beer box ad or something. Like a, it, it's a very weird, yeah. like, doesn't feel like art or something that you would... That's why I'm like, oh, this is clearly not just a thing that you chose aesthetically, but there's some importance to you. Yeah. It should be at a memorial, right? It looks like we went to someone's, like, wake yeah. and stole the thing. A long time ago. It's like a painting picture, but that's that's <laughs> <Okay>. the point. <laughs> I'm glad to know. Uh, so, Laura Ingalls Wilder, she, she chronicles her... She writes these books in the 30s. Uh-huh. When was she born? She, I'm going to say... The goose eggs? Uh, probably like 19, I mean, 1880s Okay, is what I'm thinking. I think she's a child in like the 1880s. She grows up to be... Um, yeah, like... <sighs> excuse me. Uh, she grows up 50 years old. She cranks out the first book. People love it for some reason. And then she writes eight more. So, all right. I assume you're going to cover the first book. It's about a house in the woods. It's a house in the woods, and uh, she is probably like six years old in this. Mm-hmm. This is 
just about her life? Yeah, her growing up in the big woods, she's got an older sister mm-hmm. who's a beautiful blonde girl. According to her. Yes. Her perspective is, wow, I'm overshadowed by my gorgeous blonde older sister. Mm-hmm. Everyone likes her, and I am a plain-looking brown-haired girl. Then you have Pa. Pa's a big burly man who works in the northern woods of Wisconsin. Okay. And then you got Ma. And couldn't tell you one detail about Ma, to be honest with you. I think Ma was a full-time job in the 1880s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I recall from the little the first book, there was a whole chapter. I mean, this is really what the book... Every book was like a year, kind of. I remember at one point it was cold. Every book or every chat? Every book was a year. I think every book was a so year. So did she plan on, on writing nine books? I don't think so. I think people just liked the first one enough. All right. And then she kept going. There's also a bunch of non-canon books that mm-hmm. are like her daughter wrote and was like Little House uh, a few years ago mm-hmm. in like this part of town and it's like a little made up and those are kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. My family I only lent... like canon books, uh, specifically ones talking about Nick Cannon. Mm. Very fascinated with that guy's life and career. <laughs> only <laughs> only autobiographical book? work I'll read is uh, called Wildin' Out. <laughs> I don't know what his autobiography <laughs> is named if there is one, but it's a good guess. Uh, that'd be that'd be incredible if you'd read multiple biographies. No, it'd be called Wildin' In. Wildin' In? Yeah, like, oh, now you're taking a look at, in, on the inside. Mm. It would be incredible if I did what? Read multiple <laughs> Nick Cannon biographies. Oh, they just meant read multiple <laughs> books. I'm working on them. Uh, I'm about halfway through five books. You're halfway through five books? Mm-hmm. I, you, do you ever just like, I'm not in the uh, mood to read that one. Oh, Especially yeah, Especially yeah. when some of them are nonfiction. It's like, I don't want to learn about that right now. Five is more than I've ever done. Lit, the last two Actually, books... Actually, right now it's like three, but often I will have... The last two books that I read, I have gotten to like page 200, but I just like started reading it at too slow of a pace that every time I would start reading it, I'd be like, what's going on? And then so I just gave up on the book 95% of the way in. And I'm oh, like... Oh, wow. But, but both of them, I'm like, I don't need to know the ending. Yeah. One of them's you short. You got a fat book now, my friend. Oh, you want to talk about your fat book? I got a fat book. I got a it's Jim Jones autobiography. I come home at like <laughs> two in the morning one night, and on the table is this huge Jim Jones autobiography to the point where I'm like, someone is uh, really trying to get in this guy's mind. Someone really wants to know. It's a, it's a weird development because <laughs> I was reading uh, my girlfriend's kindle because i was i was like nothing to do she had a free this is one of the free books that comes on a kindle which is weird it is weird um and i started reading it i don't give you the page numbers because it's not a page size so i went to the bookstore and i was like give me this book because i don't want to keep reading on the kindle they didn't have the book went to a library no book at the library you know how many books are in libraries a couple thousand couple thousand (laughs) yeah i mean a lot how and they don't even have this one so ordered online, it shows up 500 pages on Jim Jones. And they're not small pages. They're, no, there's a lot of the words. print's small, too. The print's small, oh, and God. they're big pages. And you're going to do it. You're, you're not going to have bought this book and not read it, right? Um, That's, that goes against the Charlie way. No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take me a long time. It's so weird. I haven't read a book in like a year, and now I'm reading 500 pages on the Reverend Jim Jones. <laughs> I look like a lunatic. Well, uh... Get ready for a, a three-part episode on Jim Jones coming out in the year 2022. I have been capturing some of my... I've been taking pictures of my favorite passages of the book. All right. It's very interesting. Well, we'll have a we'll have an actually accurate episode someday. Oh, I'd love that. Um, By the time you get done, though, you're going to forget a lot of this early stuff. And so I'm taking the pictures of my favorite parts. All right, all right. Yeah, right now I'm not even in the good... I'm like... 
actually he's in a he started preaching. Okay. I'm on page like fifty, and he's he's like getting into the into the preaching. But the first stuff, it's like, how did you get all this information about this four year old? It's insane. Yeah. But there's a six year old. She's mm-hmm. living up in the big woods. Ooh. And uh, just the one sister, just the blonde sister towering over. Yes, one sister taking all the attention. And uh, her name, oh boy, I wish I knew that. There's Laura, and wish. there's well, I, she seems like a Sarah. Okay. Um, and there's a whole chapter where it's like every Sunday. I don't know if they were close enough to a church that would they would go. I think they would go to a church, and then they would come back. And on Sundays, these kids, they weren't allowed to m- do anything. Like literally, any they couldn't like move. They couldn't play. That was one of the things. So it was like a like a like a Sabbath kind of thing. Yeah, but like. You can play on the Sabbath these days. I, well, I mean, you can you can fucking wear a jetpack these days. You can <laughs> you can call someone on the other side of the world on the Sabbath these days. You know what I mean? You can you can fly in the sky on the Sabbath these days. Hey, let me tell you, these days, <laughs> these days, you got a computer in your phone at all times in your pocket. Uh, these days, the, you got money on on a card on a chip. Boy, I tell you, these days. <laughs> <laughs> they have cars that don't even need gas and drive themselves these days on the Sabbath. It's not like a professor rapping. <laughs> That's the vibe you give it off. <laughs> okay. Um, but one of the one of the main chapters in this Big Woods book is just I'm her, doing nothing. Her describing how insufferable it was to do nothing and her but, parents yelling. Boy, at that her. drives me nuts. Can you sit? Because now I'm sitting. You can't do nothing. This becomes this whole. It was literally they would sit in a chair. I so activity is the enemy? I don't know, because it's like but, doing something but, is bad, but it's like sitting. Why is sitting not bad? Are they supposed to think? Is this like a reflection time? I guess. Because you're, you're also not allowed... on? Nothing happens. You live in the woods. <laughs> right. You're also not allowed to do work. It doesn't it feel like it's like, well, you can't play. The opposite of play is work. Mm-hmm. You should be working on the Sabbath. But they're like, no, no, no. Literally, you can't do anything. Which, so crazy that someone thought God was like, like you have to rest, and rest means literally like no movement. Right. That's play is uh, rejuvenating. Now they're now they're these days on the Sabbath they're injecting play right into people's face. They look twenty years younger. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tattoo that says "Work hard, play hard, do nothing hard" in the middle. Hmm. Yeah, it's a Sabbath tattoo, Black Sabbath, rock on, Ozzy. All right. So the the way this this big woods ends mm-hmm. is because uh, that's like the whole book. Okay, they're just hanging out in the big woods and they're like chopping wood at some point. She's okay. too young to chop wood. What else do you chop in the big woods? Yeah. Um. So they move like in the middle of the night with no explanation. Now that sounds bad. This is a constant theme throughout that the book. Sounds like crime. And this was like a family joke in my family. It was like because my dad would always yell from the other room. Uh, He's murdering people. My dad liked to like to chime in and declare that Pa was a was a convict. Okay. And then there's like a cracked article that came out that was like we broke this down and we legitimately think that the dad in these Laura Ingalls Wilder's books was like in he was always like losing poker games and then skipping town. Okay. And it's told from the perspective of a girl who just had no concept. Yeah, I mean, something was happening. Nobody just picks up and moves unless they're wanted for something. They do that about four times throughout this series. Okay. Is they move without a reason. Oh, and this is autobiographical, so it's not like so not she, like they were trying, it was not like an oversight of the writing of like, this isn't a thing people do. She's like, this happened to me, and but I didn't, I never figured it out. Right. And then she wrote it down and didn't, in that reflection, was just like, I guess we didn't like the big woods anymore. Mm-hmm. She never, she never questioned that. Who was buying books in the 30s? Nobody had any money. Uh, yeah, but I guess the books were cheap. Okay. 
They were um, burning them for warmth. She thought she had a bestseller on her hands. People were just... Yeah, I don't know. There's so many books, man. <laughs> Charlie looks very overwhelmed. And I would... <laughs> They're not all like the one you're reading. Let me... Let me... <laughs> if there were less books, I would read more books. That's, oh, that's interesting. But I'm like, there's there's over a thousand of them. And I'm, I'm not going to make a dent in the total number of books. If there were 30 books, I would I would read all the books. Is there If there was less space, would you go to space? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think I'd be more inclined to be like, I'm going to go to the one planet and then then I'll come back and I'll have seen it. Charlie has a joke about not wanting to go to space all that bad. Yeah, the joke goes, I would I would go to space instead of work, but not instead of the beach. There you go. You have it, folks. I'm not going not gonna to spend a weekend where I don't know anybody. Yeah. I get it, but uh, I don't know. Some people are inspired by the endlessness of space and books. Yeah. Those books, they can be endless. Yeah. Especially when you give up on before that final chapter. But so they moved to the, the prairie, right? Okay. Is every book just a new house setting? Yeah. Oh, God. Actually, the actual second book is uh, about her husband and about mm-hmm. when he was a kid. But that's real forgettable. They all of a sudden like introduce it's you to a whole book about her husband's childhood. Yeah, like she Why just did people care. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember Are these good books. reads. I mean, your parents chose to read them to you, or was it supposed to put? Was it supposed to be so boring that you fell asleep? That was part of it. Oh, we also had the Grimm's fairy tales read to us at one point. Try working through one of those. Those are insanely boring. Yeah, I think we're, my dad must have been like, "Oh, these will be cool." It's kind of like it's like fairy tale shit. But it's like like the like hardcore fairy tales, and they're like riding on horses through like scary places. And okay, I've never heard hardcore fairy tales. All you did was describe a fairy tale with a <laughs> different voice, <laughs> with a more hardcore voice. Well, I don't know hardcore fairy tale. I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, they were intense fairy tales. Where it's like, what if they were actually scary? Okay, well. What about this uh, non-one's not in the tent, well, one's in the house? Let's get back to that. Right, you're, you're, better, you're better at segueing <laughs> back into the topic. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> so they move to it. They move to the prairie, and they Pa just builds a new house, and uh, they live. And she's still jealous. Where'd of They get her. the raw materials. They, they they chop down the prairie. Nobody owned. Yeah, nobody owned the prairie. It was just a, it was a homesteading act. No, where did they get the raw materials? To build oh, I the see. Home. Because there's nothing They're... in the prairie. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What do you make on a prairie? Just go find some sticks. There's nothing out there. Not really. I wonder if they stones. Maybe there's stones. There's probably stones in a prairie. All right. I want to go on record saying there's stones. You got to look for them though. And how do you stack the stones? They're all the, like rounded edges. Yeah. That's not gonna work. Hmm. Well, you put mud. Mud. That's what. Uh... I'm gonna say he he shipped in some wood. He went to the <laughs> next door woods. <laughs> okay. And he built a wood. Because I'm picturing him in a cabin. All right. Um, so she's still jealous of her older, at this point, like nine-year-old, really attractive sister. Who, um, whose head just blends into the prairie. Yeah. And so then she looks she, like a little bald girl. I suppose. Makes her less attractive. But that's, that's not even that's not even the kicker here. She goes blind, this older sister. Okay. And now there's a, clearly like a weird Laura Ingalls Wilder's like, so I wasn't really jealous of my sister anymore. Oh, God. <laughs> she was kind of like, I felt... Uh, like we were even, and uh, I, had to, uh, I had to help my help my sister out constantly. So she's got this this blind sister. Oh no! Um, this is also I should mention. Did she reflect on her jealousy at that point and be like, you know what? I should have been able to not be jealous. 
I think the book is written with self-awareness. Okay. She because was, like, I know that that would end the jealousy, but then you have to be like, be like, now I'm not jealous. You still got to be like, oh, why was I jealous? Like, I should probably get to the root of like, why I'm, I'm you know what I mean? Why I was jealous at that time and like. Right. Um, can't just be like, external circumstances solved my own inner weaknesses. No, it, it's it's written. So it's like, it was written out of guilt and okay. kind of like, I think there's a little bit of this. Oh, did I like make her go blind? Oh, through my... well, it sounds as self-important as someone that just wrote boring books about themselves. <clears throat> you can't be mad at this woman though for the books because it's like the books are boring. But you chose to. Yeah. Have you wrote a book where you're just like, this was what the big woods was like. I sat around a lot, and then people bought them. I don't know why you wouldn't go. I guess I'll write about whatever my husband did when he was six. People must be into that. Or maybe she wrote all these and then. Then people are like, there's a lot of books. This must be good. (laughs) They issued this many sequels. Uh Uh-huh. I grew up in the woods. You think I got anything there? You didn't grow up in the woods. Kind of. It was a small neighborhood that had woods around it. Yeah, that's not the same. Uh, I have stories. We we would go to the three holes. What are the three holes? They were three big holes in the woods. They were big old dugout holes. I don't know what they were there for. But then there were some like smaller holes. It was kind of like a... You know how you'd be like, there's this many planets, and then they're like, well, actually, there's another. It was a bad example, but <laughs> <laughs> but there were big holes, and so we'd build stuff, and you know, we dug a hole, we made another big hole, and the Four neighbor holes. fell in. Oh, remember that? I trapped the neighbor. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Burby's I think I, I said that on on pod. There was a there was a tale where we thought there was a, a, a mountain lion in the woods. Uh, I don't think do? there was. Oh, that's why, that's you, why we were building it. You didn't try to trap your neighbor. No. I got chased by dogs once. <laughs> what a colorful childhood! Yeah, uh, we, this this is a book. I liked my I liked living out there. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. We had a kid who uh, second grade. He said he's moving to DeForest, which is a nearby town, <laughs> uh-huh. and we all just thought he was moving to the forest, and we're like, have fun. <laughs> I think everyone just letters. Everyone pieced it together in like fifth grade when we learned. How long that. ago had he moved? Second grade. Oh wow. I mean, he was just gone. We're just like, oh, I didn't realize that you could stop going to school and instead live in a forest. Oh, boy. But he was gone. So they're living on a prairie, and things aren't very interesting on the prairie either until, I think they're farming out there. They must be farming. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, so they've got all their crops, right? And they're like, boy, if these crops go well, then we, we all get to live another year. Um, not easy in the 1890s. And then a, uh, a swarm of locusts came in the book. Yeah. And this was this was mind-blowing as a child. Someone was playing on the Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> That's my theory. <laughs> Go to bed. Because as a kid, like, this sounds so fake. Mm-hmm. The, the the plague of locust thing. It's like, a, it's real biblical. And it, so as a kid, you're like, wait a minute. We've just spent a book and a half with the most uninteresting just developments in the story. And then all of a sudden, there's thousands of locusts raining down on them and they ate all their crops. Like, yeah. that doesn't actually happen. It does happen. Though. I know. But that's, yeah, right, right. As a kid, that's like, oh, this is that a lie. That it seems. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, they, they, what did they do then? Did they eat the blind sister? <laughs> no. <laughs> and then that, I really wasn't jealous. It must have been even more confusing for the blind sister. I mean, imagine. <laughs> they were just, she just feels like they were all eating behind her back and gaslighting her. Like, no, we swear locusts ate everything. <laughs> well, imagine being Here's outside. This I would be so confused if thousands of locusts came raining down upon me, right? That's weird. 
<laughs> oh God. Okay. That's weird. I want with a eyes. T-shirt that says that. That's a quote for the ages. Yeah. It but, is weird with eyes. But if you're blind, and you get all those locusts raining down upon you, <laughs> you know how hard it would be to piece what, together what's happening. Uh-huh. It would take me so long to guess these are all locusts from the sky. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you got people around you kind of narrating what's going on. Yeah, but I'd be like, pull my leg. Yeah. I would think that was a dream indefinitely. Uh-huh. Do you know uh, that hum would haunt me, that buzz? Where do they come from? Uh, what? They come, I mean, like, they come out of the sky. Well, they fly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're not just, they're not, <laughs> they're they're not, not just jump. <laughs> they're not just raining down. I mean, they're, like, f- flying from field to field and crop to... Yeah, fair, yeah. fair point. But then I, and I guess they all just land at one spot at a time. Yeah, they kind of go together for food. They literally just eat, and then they're like, fuck it, we tore this. I mean, I don't want to get all fucking deep on you here, but, uh, I mean, these days, in these days, on these Sabbaths, <laughs> people are kind of like locusts. They'll just go to a new continent and eat everything. And, oh, I see. You know what I mean? Use up every natural resource, and then they'll fucking get on out of there. You talking tourism, or you just talking the way people live their lives? I shouldn't have said get on out of there, because we have nowhere else to go, so we usually stay. We usually linger, but... Yeah, I feel when 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 I travel, um, I think whatever I don't know, gentrification seems pretty bad, but the the tourism industry is just like a different version of gentrification. It seems seems just as bad to me. Yeah. It's uh, we're bringing, yeah. and I blame I blame the countries. I like like being in Rome and seeing how many people they let sell shit around the Colosseum. Mm-hmm. That's on Rome. That's Rome's yeah, it's fault. A public, uh, right? It's not my fault for wanting to go see something cool. They told me it was cool. They want me there. Right. It's not the person's fault for knowing that people will buy the stupid shit they're selling. Right. It's Rome's fault for not being like, guys, you can't sell shit here. It's zoning. Yeah, they should zone better. <laughs> they got bad zones. You don't want to go see the cool shit because everybody, everybody wants to go well, see the cool shit. Well, you said one town in Italy was very just like, we don't fucking care. Right? They were very just much like, ah, whatever. If you don't like what we're doing here, fuck off. Oh. um, Was that you or someone else? That wasn't where I... I think there are other... There's other places that are like that. Um, there's other places that are like in zero Not, tourism. I don't think in Italy. Italy really, like, because I went to Venice. Okay. I and, thought I was hearing about one town in Italy who's like, oh, if you don't like our whatever, then fucking no. Venice is 100% tourism. Yeah. And it's cool. Mm-hmm. There's no cars. It's on a little island. It's a very cool city. Yeah. But. Can people, uh, can people scuba dive around through those things? No. That'd be fun. Uh, maybe. They- I want to swim under and tip your tip your gondola. Oh, you, you, oh, gondola underneath gondola. Bet you can charge. <laughs> uh huh. That's the title. Charge eighty-five euros for that. Uh-huh. Every gondola ride was seventy-five euros. I was curious. They, well, they decided that. Yeah, they, they must have a union. Boy, those meetings, fucking that garb. Too much garb for one meeting. Yeah, it isn't the. It's a little bit of an embarrassing thing they wear when they gondola you around. But what's more embarrassing is that people find it like romantic sitting in a boat. Facing the same direction as some guy wearing that silly stuff. Yeah, my idea of a romantic situation isn't just like a weird dude in his forties singing to us. That's a yeah. He's not a professional singer. He's good at the the pole part of it. Uh huh. And then he can also sing. Well, what, yeah, what I think uh, is embarrassing is just buying into like, oh, this is romantic inherently. They told us it's romantic. It's so like you know, there's people that had f- arguments on a gondola. That's not romantic. You know, there's someone who's like, why, why'd you say that? They're That'd all be a upset. Fun... <laughs> you think anyone's ever taken a gondola ride to break up with somebody? <laughs> I don't know. Let's get on this gondola and 
have a witness. And... But like, and then romance can be like, ah, you know, uh, I don't know. This, I don't want to use a, an example from the office, but like, didn't he propose to her just on like a rainy day? They were walking. I'm like, oh, yeah. that that can be romantic. Yeah, right. It's like, just, I like that more than a, a fucking... Spontaneity is more romantic than being like, I heard dim lighting is romantic, mm-hmm. so I'm going to make this lighting as dim as I can. That's... I like dim lighting, though. Yeah, me but, too. Yeah, but... <laughs> okay. I will say candle, candles, no... Uh... Yeah, electricity is not romantic. Candles are romantic. It's true. Yeah, think about Tokyo. No romance. No romance in Tokyo. Signs and boards and... I've never been to Tokyo, but I'll take your it word for it. It just seems like if there's a town that ex- it, that exhibits... If there's a town showing off how much electricity it has, it's Tokyo. <laughs> if you walk through Tokyo, we're like, we get it. You got electricity. <laughs> Congrats. But there, right. there's no electricity on this prairie, I tell you what. Oh, uh, that's, And that's why they leave. That and the locusts. More of the locusts, if I'm being honest. And then they, they leave to... Uh, the next one, they live by a river underneath like a, like a wet... This, this feels like they're hiding. In a cave? No, they find like a like a damp hill, and they dig a hole in it, and they make their house like a hobbit house, kind of like a hobbit house. Right. Um, they they burrow out, uh, just like an area by a creek, but also like in the middle of nowhere, and they're and they're living in this. Uh, it's not a wigwam; that's Native American, but it's uh, it's a it's a hole in the wet ground. I know okay, the ground. That's the title. What's the title of this book? That might give us All some right, clues. I'm gonna. The, the name of this one is. On the banks of Plum Creek. That doesn't tell me anything. Um, okay. That is, for the listener's sake, I do have all the titles of the books along with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wanna, and you, I'm nailing them so far. to take your memory for a, a yog. Yeah. So so they live underneath this, this area, and the sister's blind as is ever. Is humidity a problem? Uh, Are they having weird fungal issues? Jock itch? That, uh, Maybe it's uh, athlete's foot, that kind of stuff. It does feel like the plot of that would have been like all of our furniture is getting moldy. Because I, I once had a sweater get moldy in my closet. Oh God! In Australia, yeah. It was oh, the Australia. Side of a dorm that didn't have. Uh, is Australia humid? Parts of it. All right. The Not main. a lot of parts, but parts. The part I was in, yeah. They only in live South in like ten percent of Australia, right? Australia is. Oh more... yeah, it's mostly uninhabited. Yeah, that is the thing because it's huge. It is. It feels like we're running out of space. And they have a lot of natural resources. Everyone, there's a guy there that was like, eh, people don't know. We're really going to really gonna shine in the later years. We're holding on to a lot of good stuff down here. I bet that's true. Yeah. If I, can you invest stock in countries? Because <laughs> uh, Their currency. That's true. I want to invest in Australia because it does feel like, yeah, if they got a lot of trees in that whole area. We're right, like, yeah. They don't have a lot of trees. Oh, okay. Well, what's Some parts the, have trees, but I think it's more like mining. They have, what are like, the natural, oh, the mining. Probably... Could they could rocks, they grow minerals, trees? I don't know. Whatever. Could they trade those minerals for seeds? They have a lot of pet rocks. They're, they're holding on to a, a huge cache of pet rocks <laughs> for when that makes a resurgence. They're <laughs> got a pet rock mine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, when you just imagine gold, like, maybe I don't know. Do they have just gold minerals? Oh, natural resources. I don't know. I shouldn't have. I got myself in too deep. But I know there was people there who was like, boyfriend went to like mine. They're like, I went to college. My boyfriend went to mine. And then, uh, that, well, that feels like one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Just a minute. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little blown away. There wasn't any another set. I was debating whether or not to get into a thing. Get into a thing and got it. <laughs> <laughs> what the listeners don't know, um, 
the person who, I guess it's pretty common there for uh, young men to go work, do like mining or something. And the person I'm thinking of in particular uh, was the uh, the first gal I ever uh, had sex with. Oh. Lost my virginity to this gal. Wait, while her boyfriend was off mining? Well, I guess they broke up or something. I don't know. Well, actually, this yeah. is a good reason because I have you told can't. you the first two people I slept with cried the next day. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it was more the boyfriend yeah, than me. She's cried because he just died to mine. <laughs> you were the rebound from a mining accident. <laughs> I don't think he died. Let's make him dead because that, that right. nobody's the bad guy in the story. Am I the bad guy otherwise? No, it'd be her. Okay. That's why she's crying because she realized she's yeah. the bad guy. Um, you're not a good guy. You're neutral, but you're... Uh... I'm neutral, but uh, yeah, that was that was a, a, an awkward... He seems like he's. Gonna... I wasn't there when she was crying. I just want to be clear. I just heard that she cried the next day by people that didn't know that we hooked. They was just like, "Oh yeah, we were doing this." You know, went to the store. Libby cried, and this happened. And gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that could have been something about have happened at the store. That sounds, <laughs> sounds like really a really a cashier issue. What about the second one though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess at that point it's a trend. Yeah. Um, Sorry. So, hey, Adam's an all right guy. I'll, I'll vouch for him. I've never <laughs> cried. But, uh, <sighs> so they, they live in a damp hole in the ground. I'm going to really think over that, <laughs> leaving that in. I like They it. live in a damp hole. They live I'll in tell a... you what, my moldy sweater didn't, didn't get me laid over there. That was, that's how we got on it. I'm just retracing. No, I, I remember the moldy sweater. I've got it written down here in my notes. Okay. I um, love that sweater. Go ahead. Sp- so they live in a damp hole, and, go, uh, and then Laura goes off, and she gets a teaching job. At this point, she's like sixteen years old. Okay, and uh, teaching who? Just like young school children. Young school children. When were people normally done with? All right, yeah. she's eighteen. She's probably no, no, no. I, I mean, I believe you. I don't think they really had a ton of higher education at that. Yeah. Did you, you probably need? Did you need to go to college to teach people? Probably not. They didn't have enough college. You didn't even have to like finish. Yeah, I don't know. So They're just, probably just like, if you know more than anyone, now's the time to speak up. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they used to, these old schoolhouses, they'd throw about, uh, just every kid in town was sitting in the same schoolhouse, right? Right. That's a, but it's literally just the oldest student being like, here's how they taught me to color. <laughs> and then the whole, you know. Yeah, I don't know. How do they transition subjects there? Does everyone learn about like the Revolutionary War at the same time? And someone had to wait till like eighth grade to learn about the Revolutionary War, and the second graders learning at the same I don't think time? they were learning about that. I think their parents were telling them about that. Just the readings and the writings. That's what they're. Yeah, probably. I feel like they used I to. I think spend... they're just like ah, you. You don't need to know. You're not going to deal with politics. You just. My impression of old school was like first grade and second grade was the alphabet, mm-hmm. and then like third grade <laughs> was numbers. Like that, there was really not. Oh, really? That's well. You probably learned numbers first. Numbers are pretty pretty straightforward. You just learn both, but numbers come in kindergarten, and then you get into the get into the triple digits in third grade. All right, but she's she's Pretty teaching normal. school, and they uh, they, I think they they used to give school teachers a switch. That was a oh yeah, give the kids a little knuckle, knuckle wrap. My mom taught over in England. They gave her a, a switch. Mm-hmm. She was allowed to hit kids if she wanted to. You're what really? Yeah, and what they called her the dragon lady. Why? I think she was just kind of mean. I don't Does know. she hit the prison, the inmates she teaches now? No, no, no. She likes the inmates. They're fun. Okay. They're behaved. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. 
But I, I think I think she was in England. I think it was just like, you get the switch. And she's like, I don't need a switch. And they're like, oh, nobody's ever used the switch. You just keep it above the keep it above the chalkboard so that they know. And then you look at it out of the corner of your eye when a kid gives you guff. You're like, hey, what do you think of that switch? And they're like, we don't know what those do. Nobody's ever used it. I couldn't handle all the guff a teacher teachers get these days. A lot of guff. How about, how about this for a, a sign for a, like a teacher strike? No more guff unless we get more stuff. <laughs> it's not the best. Uh, cut, a, cut a word or two out of there. Could be catchy. All right. It's okay. All right. We had a teacher strike when I was in my uh, senior year of high school and we were applying mm. to colleges. Oh, They wouldn't yeah. write me a letter of recommendation. Tough. Tough You wouldn't role. do that under the table? No. They were like, that undermines our teacher. They weren't striking. They were working the contract, which meant they'd be like, my contract says I get to leave at 3.30. I'm not te- right. teaching tennis after 3.30. Well, what would bother me about that is that the letter of recommendation, while you probably earned it, is such an informal thing. It feels like a personal thing. You find the teacher that you both did well for, but likes you and would say nice thing, thing <laughs> say nice things about your English and the way you say words. Uh, it feels personal. So that for them to say no, it feels personal as well. Yeah, it, you disagree it, on that. No, on, I on agree. A, it it kind of it like hurt my feel. It like I was like just just uh, write me a letter, and they're like, sorry, Bubkey, and then. Uh, and I didn't get into college. Um, they did have a boilerplate. Uh, Our teachers are. They had a letter. Yeah, they had like the guidance counselors had one. They're just like, send this, them, this. Send this that says no one's willing to write you a letter. It's probably like, not great. Yeah. No. Um, no. Our guidance teachers. I should have sent that out. I don't know if I had any letters of recommendation. I must have. Does everyone have to do that? I think you're supposed to. It depends on the school you're applying to. Hmm. If you're applying to just like um, an okay school and you've got good grades and good ACT. It's, but if it's a competitive school, I think they're like, yeah, get some famous people. Well, that'll push me in lacrosse. I got waitlisted. Uh, at lacrosse? Mm-hmm. Might have pushed you in. Um, they were, I applied to them after I got, after I got waitlisted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember them talking about the, uh, the letters of recommendation and they were like, one of the, it was one of these counselors at the college was like, I once got a letter of recommendation from Dustin Hoffman and I didn't even let that kid in. It was kind of like, yeah, why would Dustin Hoffman be a good, like, would be the person Judge that you listen of, to? Also, how would you verify that? <laughs> Great point. <laughs> just, he just threw a headshot in there. Like, Nobody else has my headshot. Mm-hmm. God. But this was a point of pride that this guy is like, look at the self-restraint it took me to not assume this was actually written by Dustin Hoffman or I, spoke to this person's intellect. Yeah, I think it was the person trying to be like, Hey, I, like we're not gonna sway to celebrity. Like that was an issue they were dealing with. I don't know what, but I think it was mostly he like used that example to be like, I've interacted in Dust- with Dustin Hoffman in the least interesting way you can. Well, <laughs> it's an interesting way. It's, it's not a very meaningful, right? They're not. It's a unique way. Yeah, I'll give him that. Um, so we're in a hole in the ground. We're out of the book, hole in the ground. Book three. We're she out of moves. The hole in the she moves to the snow. Anything happened in the river? The creek. Crick sounds fun. Nothing I recall. No panning for gold? They might have panned for some. I think there was a lot of, uh, they'd wash their clothes in the river and then they'd hang it, you know, on the, I don't think they lived within like seven miles of people. Okay. In this. Um, and then, oh, I think the next book is called Little Town on the Prairie. Okay. And they, she just moves to another prairie where they have a schoolhouse. 
and she starts teaching there, uh-huh. and she meets a fella. Ooh, who, which, the, the boy her own age, I uh-huh. presume. Happens to have the uh, same name as... Uh, Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> no, as that kid from the second book who was six years old and she was six years old. This is her husband. You didn't... Oh. <laughs> okay, Jesus Christ. We brushed over. All right. I don't know what happened to the... She met her husband. He was 16 too, presumably. Was it close? Uh, was he like 30? They're God probably both 18. I, I, yeah, she's probably five years older. Um, something like he's five years older. The man always used to be older. Mm-hmm. Now women can do anything, including be older. Mm-hmm. One of their one of their new skills. So live freer and die younger. Harder. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can endorse the women's movement by saying die harder. <laughs> okay. Uh, she date, she dates this man, and I remember the school. Is he a teacher? No. <laughs> he would come and pick her up in a buggy. Now, recall this. He'd come in a horse and buggy, and she'd get in. Is that a carriage? Same thing? Yeah, What's I think it's a carriage. Okay. I don't know the difference. And then uh, one of her school children would make fun of her for having a, a bow, is what he called it. And then she's like, hey, please don't make fun of me for having a boyfriend. And she was, and the school child was like, I will stop doing that. And you that was... respected it? Yeah, I guess. Okay. I guess he was just a well enough behaved kid. Oh, I guess what was going on with her sister at this point? I think she must have been living with her sister because she just came like she was her sister's keeper here and she mm-hmm. had to always be reading her things. That's the real theme of the book is like, I guess it was a book about a girl like dealing with her blind sister and yeah, um, I think it was uplifting in that way. Um, and then I think she met this this guy and married him. And the sister is kind of out of the picture. Oh. She married him within this fourth book? This is book like six. Oh, all right. Oh, we're we're way out there. I thought all right. The, the, I was looking through. Yeah, her. let me know when we when we switch chapters here. Anytime the setting changes, that's that's how she. You said she was in a schoolhouse and met a man. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go through the books. So I skipped over. I don't remember this one. So I'm not, by the shores of Silver Lake. Can't tell you what that. They was. went from a creek to a lake. They went from Plum Creek to Silver Lake. Um, it's like playing Clue, and then uh, then we got the long winter. Mm-hmm. Then we got a little town on the prairie. And then we got this is this is an embarrassing name. These happy golden years. Uh huh. That, that was the last one. That's just them being like sixty years old, going to dances or something. Oh, that's a fun. I don't think that's fun. I think that's an embarrassing book. As a sixty-year-old, that's fun. I mean, to go to dances. How many sixty-year-olds do you know that go cut a rug? Oh, very few. There's there's like an orthopedics commercial <laughs> where a woman's like, wait, not orthopedics. What are orthopedics? Um, that's a great question. I made fun of someone for their headband recently, looking like an orthopedic thing. I think it's anything that assists with your body. <laughs> anything that like all right, I was close. With... It's a commercial for a hip replacement. That's what mm. it was. It was a woman dancing with some other guy. Oh, orthopedic surgery. Is anything that has to do with bones? <sighs> Orthopedics. I thought I thought it was feet, but that's pediatrics. No, pediatrics is children. Podiatry. Podiatry's feet. feet. Um, I don't know what orthopedics are. All right, probably bones. Bones sounds right. I'm gonna go with bones. Uh huh. Emily Deschanel. That's her nickname. Oh. Uh yeah. So she she marries this guy, and then she has many daughters who write worse versions of her books. Okay. Makes, they also they made this into a TV show. Was it bad? I think it was pretty. I remember watching an episode where they were on the prairie and there was a boxing match, and then the main In the what? I don't know. It didn't make sense. And then the boxer, they lived in like a town. Also, 
I didn't realize boxing went back that far. Oh, boxing goes back. They're bringing in some boxer, and like the guy who was supposed to box him from the town dropped out, and Pa had to box him. Pa's got a real... I want to know more about Pa. I want to read Pa's book. I think if you Google... Yeah, that's probably a way more... It's, yeah, nobody was reading Pa's book going, boy, I wonder what the kids sitting at home on a Sunday are up to. They're like, this mm-hmm. guy just fucking has cards up his sleeve in this poker game and jumping in boxing matches without training and yeah i mean that was made up but i think the the convict stuff is pretty accurate but i really romanticize those people that could just be like an old timey just just like all the i wish i had all the real just like old school vices you know what i mean like poker like like gambling drink and i gamble and i smoke and i yeah have sex with women and don't make them cry Gambling. I don't it. like how the crying sounds. It's more of just like I regret doing that. Was what I was going for. It's not. Uh, God damn it! You're, you're you're the good guy in the situation. I mean, you're not as good as the guy in the mine. <laughs> yeah, I think she probably went back to him. Good. He sounded like a hardworking fellow. <laughs> he was doing more than just letting his sweatshirt grow mold. You know who has those gambling problems? Those are those miners. They always mm-hmm. they work like six weeks and yeah. then they, they let them off the the mining rig for two weeks. Uh-huh. And then for some reason, they, yeah, they gamble it all away. My dad told me about friends of his that would work in the oil fields uh, all summer. And then winter, they would just go live in these cabins in the woods and ski and drink and hang out. That's and he'd like, they'd fucking grueling work for, you know, six, eight months a year maybe. And then the rest of the time, they would just live it up. It sounded fun. Yeah, it's just like the part. The part I'm choosing to focus on sounded right. fun. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. I love the, I love that that fantasy. But I would not like that. I like my weekends to come on a regular basis, not to be three months out of the year. Fair. Summer. Summer's the best. You're playing volleyball. You're throwing a frisbee around. I don't want to be in the in the oil fields. Yeah, winter's good too, though. I mean, it works. We got a cabin trip this weekend. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited with the cabin. Headed up to the cabin, some of our boys. We got a, what do we got, seven people going to this cabin? Something like that. Doing a show, hitting the cabin. Two days in the cabin, it's going to be fun. We're going to gamble. I might smoke a cigar. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm open to that. We can't smoke inside, technically. We'll get in trouble. Gotcha. We'll figure it out. I don't think I'll like smoking cigars outside. enough to want to yeah, do it outside. I know. I barely want to smoke this we'll, free cigar. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. If they have a garage, we can get away with it. Okay. All right. All right, well, yeah. <laughs> that is clearly us getting bored with these novels that otherwise seem uh, real interesting. Yeah, the mic starts in five. We should probably go okay. figure out when we're on. Thanks uh, thanks for listening. Uh-huh. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, uh, we're on Spotify now, if you didn't know. Um, that's about all the news I got. Give us five stars on iTunes and leave us a horrible trash uh-huh. list in the comments. Send us any amount of money, too, to the Comedy Club on State in care of Adam S. Chuck, and oh, we yeah. will read any ad that you want us to read made up true. We haven't promoted that one in a while. Yep. If someone sends any money here to us, Comedy on State, you, you get you get whatever you want on the air. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the deal. Send Pretty it in, simple. folks. Real simple. All right. You all, you all enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Bye-bye.